What's up, former party people? This is Jerry, you know, the one who actually combs his hair on the A is for Alcoholic podcast. Now, if you're finding value in listening to the AIFA podcast every week and you want to support sharing it with others, we invite you to become a sustaining monthly or per show contributor. Go to patreon.com backslash AIFA. It's super easy and it only takes a quick moment. It's about as easy as buying one of those pre-cooked space chickens from the grocery store, taking it outside, giving it a big old kiss, and kicking it into traffic. (laughs) Why would you do that? Anyway, you do you, and I'll do me. Again, go to patreon.com backslash AIFA. And with that, people, let's start the show. A is for Alcoholic is a program about recovery. My name is John, and I'm an alcoholic. And my name is Jerry, and I'm an alcoholic. Join us as we go through the alphabet of alcoholism one letter at a time. All right. Welcome back to A's for Alcoholic. Uh, today, I, I want to give out a little bit of a um, a trigger warning to anybody because we're going to talk about politics, and I don't think there's any way to get around it. Um, I think that, you know, this, this came up in the spring in early June when the George Floyd protests broke out, and I know that Jerry and I spent a couple episodes talking about things because it's just, you know, the recovery and alcoholism doesn't, you know, it doesn't happen in a vacuum. Right. Right. Um, and we're joined today by, uh, our good friend Coda. Um, thanks for, thanks for coming on on short notice and doing this, man. (laughs) I appreciate it. Um, no problem at all. And, um, he called me earlier and we just had a, we had an interesting conversation and, you know, something occurred to me and I do want to, How do I want to preface this? Well, I want to say this, like a lot of my issues with alcoholism and with addiction, I think stem from not all of them, but stem from my my childhood and from my father. My father's name is Donald and he's from New Jersey. So he's always kind of had this sort of faint East Coast Jersey accent, you know, and I've talked a lot about the abuse and you could even say the authoritarian style parenting that I lived under for so many years. And so for somebody to be an abusive, aggressive asshole from the East Coast, from New York named Donald, I kind of was biased in the beginning. I was yeah. never a fan of Mr. Trump's. Um, but I forgot all that. Jeez. <laughs> yeah, me too, actually. The minute you say your dad's name, I was like, that's right. <laughs> forgot about so, that. Man. So... There's there's a lot of parallels. So like anybody who's ever had the name Donald has really had to prove themselves to me as a good person. And I, I know that that's maybe unfair, but it's just kind of stuck in my craw. Um, but, you know, Coda and I were talking earlier about about Trump and uh, losing the election and um, where it's put him now. And I don't really want to sit here. I mean, I'm, I, you guys say whatever you want. I mean, I think that we can all collectively say fuck Donald Trump, and 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 that's just how we feel. Yeah, <laughs> say it if you have five Patreon followers right there, dude. Yeah, but, no, that's that's totally valid. I mean, I, I guess you know where we started off our conversation, where mm-hmm. this kind of led to was was like, how are you feeling about things? And I think you know both you and I, John, were just like just a lot of relief like a big sigh of relief like this collective and i feel like you know what you're seeing on tv and and just what i'm feeling you know is just this especially after how long it took and stuff like me and john were talking and i don't know about how it was for you jerry but like you know tuesday night man when i went to bed i had trouble getting to sleep and i was just i mean i was super bummed out like uh and and then you know when i woke up wednesday morning I, I just, you know, it's such a dreadful feeling because I thought it was over. You know, I mean, I thought it was, you know, another four years of, of Donald Trump. And I was I was disappointed and I was just but it was a deeper disappointment than than four years ago. It was kind of like this just really dreadful feeling, you know, um, sort of mm-hmm. like a panicky sort of feeling. And, you know, I mean, we've all had our we've all talked about our, you know, our shared kind of, you know, moments of panic, especially you know, dealing with going through, uh, you know, recovery and, and just mm-hmm. the process of getting sober and stuff like that. But then where where we, we kind of led to was, John, you were telling me about the, the John Mulaney and how he made this this uh, analogy of, of Trump being the horse in the hospital. And John, you should kind of pick it up from there because it really okay. 
kind of leads into where we're going with this whole somebody thing. Somebody have the TV on back there? Oh, geez, I, yeah, I do, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's got like <laughs> Joe Mathis going on in the background. Was it, it, was, it was Mad Max, dude, with Fury Road. <laughs> like, sorry about that, guys. That's all That's right. That's okay. I was like, what the fuck is that noise? So it was the horse in the, in the hospital, and our conversation kind of led to this idea that I think we can all agree on is that there's there's a there's some with this man that have led to to where he's at today and um the this that there's there's just been this huge amount of destruction and given this power he's been able to cause so much chaos and spread so much doubt and misinformation into the minds of people and you know the thing is and what coda said was this idea that he became addicted to fame and mm-hmm. what you're seeing yeah. now, like when you've seen some of this stuff, and and I'm not asking anybody to have any sympathy or pity for the man here, but I'm trying to talk a little more uh, specifically about that addiction to fame. And um, and now where it's like, oh, this is what I'm seeing is withdrawals. You know what I mean, yeah. Jerry? Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. This the the behavior that he's the kind of course that he's on right now is just like this. I mean. I, I've I've experienced it before, you know, where where just like you have this this period of of panic and rage and everything is just you know I mean the the things that that Donald Trump is exhibiting right now they're they're not just I mean they're not regular behavior for anybody in his position being the president or whatever and yeah he doesn't want to you know acknowledge the fact that that he just lost the race and all of all of this panic and rage has turned into you know it's it's they're stealing it from me. It's like mm-hmm. these classic symptoms or these classic markers of of somebody who's going through the stages of withdrawal withdrawal. There's there's mm-hmm. anger, depression, this paranoia, these I mean, it, it's like it, it's I don't know. And John and I were talking about how, you know, the a lot of his followers seem like they wear the paraphernalia and you know, they fly the flags and they're kinda like these, you know, the WWE wrestler fans. And then I made the point that like, dude, yeah. he came from wrestling that like he started out, he got his first taste of celebrity and fame because of the WWE. Yeah. Like that's where he started out in television. That's where he started out in the media, the celebrity thing. Like he got his first he got his first hit of celebrity from the WWE and Vince Yo, McMahon. Dude. That's and like, like that he became, he became total I mean, he became an addict. He became yeah. addicted to it. And now what you're seeing is a man who's just completely in the thrall of his addiction to celebrity and fame. Yeah. And and the behavior that you're seeing now with the tweets and the 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 denial really is classic addiction behavior. Is classic withdrawal behavior because mm-hmm. he knows his source is imminently going to get cut off. Like his mm-hmm. his main line is going to get cut off. Like he may retain, you know, like John you were saying like this guy can go around and be, you know, he can get on, he could start his own network, really. I mean, he could become, you know, a media guy like like any televangelist or any of the podcasters or media outlets like the the Ben Shapiro's or the, you know, I mean, he could be twice as big as any of those guys. He's, he's got a built-in following of, well, 70 million people, right? I mean, so, but his main line, you know, the 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 reason why everybody listens to him is the presidency and so that's going to he that that being pulled from him he's exhibiting these classic symptoms of withdrawal and it's really they're like John you were saying your higher self and and I do too I feel for the guy like as as an addict you know as somebody yeah. experienced that I sort of feel for him however like uh, you know that, that's no reason why he needs to be softballed and coddled through this process he needs the tough love kind of thing, where it, which is like, <laughs> you need to come to an acceptance part here because it's over. Like that part is over. Yeah. Yeah. He needs like the train spotting version where they just lock the door and he sees the baby <laughs> crawling across the yeah. ceiling. You know what I mean? Yeah. Hey, I've I've done that. That's no I fun. Know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I, I I've been thinking about this. You bring up a really good point about the WWE thing earlier, and it's like. Almost like with every alcoholic and addict I know, you never start off with the good shit. You always start off with the garbage. Do you know yeah. what I mean? So like him getting that first taste of, of fame and that first high is like just fucking smoking meth. They're like right out the gate, you know, the dirty low, yeah, fucking the dirty low shit. shit on stuff. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, not the not the good shit you get from you know that guy that hangs out at the bar from the cartel, you know. Yeah. <laughs> or you know, it's like throwing up Mad Dog Twenty Twenty in the park when you're yeah. sixteen. Yes, yep. exactly. That's, this That's is great. I should do this again. Right, and, and, and then you know, ten years later, you're working in this really highfalutin bar, and you're drinking, <laughs> you know, hundred and fifty dollars of bottles of tequila after work, after hours. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. we all been there now, haven't we? And mm-hmm. Lafroy, so, how did you? How did how have you how have you felt the last week, Jerry, with all the fucking with the election Dude, and stuff? I, I, in hindsight, I don't think I've had more panic attacks than I have in the past year. Like I've been so familiar with anxiety of the past year with the elections, the fucking riots, the fucking fires, the fucking COVID. Like every, like my button's been pushed at least once a week hard. Where I have to like go <laughs> for a fucking walk, dude, or sit in my garage. Like I'll just sit in my garage. And uh yeah, man, election night was wild. All the votes started coming in. I was like, here we go. I, I felt like I had PTSD, dude. And you know what I'm saying? And daddy was uh-huh. coming home drunk. Daddy was coming home drunk again. Like he had a rough day at work. You know what I'm saying? So it was a, it was mm-hmm. rough, dude. And like Megan, she's interested, but she's on the phone with like her best friend. And they're laughing because her best friend's husband is also fucking pitching a fit about how shitty it's looking. And I just looked at her and I was just like, it's never fucking go away, Megan. Just we're gonna have to fucking go out in astronaut suits. And I just stormed out in the garage. <laughs> sat there, man. I didn't want to drink though. You know, I wanted I wanted a cigarette. Mm. I didn't want to drink. Oh, like dude. I never was like, yo, I want a fucking bourbon. I was sitting there in the garage, my vape, just pulling on things as hard as fuck, going, man, I wish I had a fucking cigarette right now. <laughs> I, I have a I, I still have and I I shouldn't even, you know, admit this, but I have a pack of parliaments. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's like a little like doomsday kind of like kit because i still haven't let that go and right. i was thinking the same thing i woke up on wednesday morning and i was like fuck it i'm gonna smoke like half that pack. <laughs> i'm just gonna sit down and start smoking and i didn't but like i totally crossed my mind i was like man i really want a fucking cigarette right now and that's that i think that too is there's some of that that typical bullshit addict behavior of like i'm gonna punish myself you yeah. know what I mean? I'm going to do something bad to somebody so I can feel it and that'll show him or her or whatever. And like by smoking or drinking and yeah, I didn't feel the urge to drink. I was just like, no, man, she's just fucking let it be done. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but I just love this idea of the fact that, and I think our conversation earlier and we've, we've talked about, we've heard this talked about many, many times about him being a narcissist. And, and I don't know if anybody else is, gotten to know the definition of that term and gotten to realize it more than ever now because talking about him and you know one of the things that that you come to learn and is that he did not come from a loving family his parents were not loving to him his so there and you see it in the patterns of his children too and the way that they behave toward him and even in the just the slightest as somebody you know who's come came from and you know a, a broken broken home abusive father and yeah. you see those things where it's like people are the kids are still looking for like a hug and they don't get it and they just Yo. get their back yeah so you that know what i'm talking about old. his son got up there and said <laughs> all the hateful shit he thought his dad would love turned around like yo what's up put his arms open and his dad was just like so anyway yeah mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's, that's pretty rough, man. Yeah, and yeah, so yeah. you find this, you try to look for something that's going to fill that hole. And it doesn't have to be just a father's love. Like, I mean, we've, we all had our own thing. Now that too, I think we'd all agree that like, it's fairly intrinsic. The, the addict thing is, is on some level, I think it's on like a, like a genetic level or a molecular level. Like there's something that's kind of just switched in our brains a little bit differently, mm-hmm. but that the, the the environment does exacerbate and or nurture those things. Right. And so like he came, he was trying to fill this hole where he didn't have any love. So he was seeking love and put in its place, the adulation of millions of people, or at least the screams at least. And I, Mm -hmm. I'm thinking WWE and like, what year was that? Was that fucking like, was that in the nineties? I don't even remember that except in sort of, you know, I feel like early '90s, but I mean, I guess he was mildly famous by writing some writing a book in the '80s. I mean, yeah. the, shit, the he was in Hill thing. I mean, yeah. he was he was sort of. I mean, he was involved with. Um, I mean, he was a big wig in New York, so that I mean, he's obviously going to get in front of the camera because he's, he goes to all the big parties and stuff, and he's he's a mover and a shaker in New York City, so he's going to be, you know, I mean, 
he's going to be exposed to the media, but WWE was his first kind of television experience kind of thing. Yeah. Where he actually, he played a character. He played this character. I mean, he was, you know, he was famous for being this rich, you know, real estate developer, but he had a big personality even then. He was very charismatic back then. I mean, obviously, he's still a charismatic guy. And that's, you know, so one way or the other. I mean, I've never felt the pull, but a lot of people have. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I said, I mean, I, I've always when I'll be honest, you know, in, in 2016, when he got elected, I, I tried to make lemonade. I really did. I was like, OK, don't just right off the bat. Don't judge the guy. You never know. He could be all right. So give him a chance. And I did, you know, the first 18 months or so after basically after Charlotte, I was like, the guy's a sack of shit. You know, like that's yeah. it. There's something wrong here. There's something very, very wrong with this picture after Charlotte. And I was right. I was in, in fact. I was too right. I wish, you know, in retrospect, that was the biggest, giantest red flag that you could possibly, you know, throw was was Charlotte and what happened there and how the rest of the country would fall in line and some of the other people that would back him. So zealotly, you know, or so with such zealotry that I I, I didn't see that coming. Um, But Mm -hmm. in retrospect, it was a big red flag. It's a big, big turd in the lemonade. Yeah, <laughs> turd in the lemonade. <laughs> and, and you know, I and and I was really, you know, like I said, I was really distressed and upset. I'm not anymore. And it's really uh, here's the other thing that that I think I want to relate back to, sort of the addiction and recovery thing, is that the relief kind of feeling that I had. We talk about that, and I've talked about it with both of you guys, and we've talked oh. about it on the podcast here too. Was that once you get through a certain stage, you know, of sobriety you have this really, really excellent feeling that you never felt before, which is this, like we were talking about relief. Like you don't have to jump on this treadmill anymore. You don't mm-hmm. have to go through this cycle that just breaks you down over and over again. And it's such a relief not to have to do that anymore. That's kind of the way that I've been feeling the last couple of days, which is since yesterday, <laughs> I woke up this morning and I felt fucking great, you know, and I'm thinking why, you know, and it, it First of all, there's just not this other thing, like the election itself, the anxiety of the election itself hanging over my head. But then, you know, just that whole, his regime is out. And that is such a relief on my soul right now. Yeah. That, you know, I, I just feel, you know, it's it's a really nice feeling. It's a really nice feeling. And it's a really nice feeling knowing that, that there were enough people out there in this country that felt the same way and did something about it. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. a great man. Uh, you know, and uh, yeah, just just a major major sigh of relief, mm-hmm. and and I, I I wish that were you know I mean we the, all the other people there's 70 million people out and John we were talking about this the the reason why why Donald Trump is so dangerous right now is not only because he's going through this this these stages of withdrawal but also because he has 70 million enablers out there that are going through yes it. and 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 so right now is the time to really keep an eye on stuff like, you know, things that are going on around us because it can be a very dangerous time for not only Donald Trump himself, but the people that, you know, follow. Yeah, him dude. Every they're, getting, they're getting weird up here in Oregon. They had a couple of proud boy rallies in Salem and shit. And I saw them in Maricopa, you know, everybody yeah. saw them in Maricopa and then fucking Alex Jones shows up looking like a walking thyroid, like fucking <laughs> just sweating through a fucking vest. Like, <laughs> screaming you know and i was just like this is ridiculous man this is all too much you know well like i mean there's like i said man there's a lot of people out there that are going through this process of of you know of of denial and you know and withdrawal and yeah hopefully they get to a place of acceptance but it's gonna take time and and they you know it does i don't know you have to cut them a little bit of slack um Mm -hmm. I think because you know you can't you can't heal wounds until you drag them out and let them air out a little bit. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, and what do you think about like? So we've got these people who have been enabling him, but they have been addicted to something too, right? There's the the you know the cult of personality or this 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 idea. I mean, we can talk about racism being a sickness and and needing to be you know looked at and and healed over and you know you have to but they've been addicted to this idea that 
this person not only speaks for them and has the power, but is going to vindicate their their hate, their yeah. their poison. Well, and I think it had it's as much to do with assuaging their fear too. Um, you know, I mean, they they sort of I think they sort of saw Donald Trump and his regime as you know as sort of a. I mean, he he sort of had this message that you know if I'm not if you don't elect me, then you know your homes and your neighborhoods and your will be invaded. You know, and they'll be the the way of life that you know and that you love will never exist anymore. Like these mm-hmm. people, right? For you, they're coming for right. your neighborhood. They're coming for your wife. They're coming for your house. Like that's just you know. First of all, at some point you have to take a step back. And now that he's not in power, a lot of people I think will take a step back from that edge and go, okay. And especially like you know, there's going to be hopefully there's people out there that are willing to give the next guy the chance. At least give him nine months. Give him eighteen months and say, okay, I'm not going to judge him until a year from now. Mm-hmm. If my if they if they come from my guns and they come from my wife. And they come from my property, you know. Hey, come get it. But but if not, then you know maybe maybe I should rethink this. You know, so you know hopefully they're willing to take a step back and take a breath and say maybe they're not going to come after my shit. You know, I mean, I don't know. Yeah. Well, and I think too, and I I don't know Jerry if you were like let's talk about like enabling for a little while here for a second and you know well so so we talk about it and I'm just trying to kind of bring it back to my own life and to your life and like. I mean, Jerry, would you say that your wife, like, you know, the, these are the, the person who's closest to you or that you had friends that enabled your drinking? I mean, early on, but even in the later stages, because I think that's when it got really, really bad. Was in Are you asking if my wife enabled my drinking? I, well, I'm I'm just I'm curious. I'm not not to blame her, but no, no, she... no. I don't think you're. I'm not taking offense. I'm not like how scared <laughs> my fucking wife, dog. No, everybody enabled me to drink. Y'all enabled me to drink. Yeah. My parents, oh, my yeah. mom. I would, when I was living in Arizona, my mom would drive, we'd, we'd go to uh, Costco and she'd buy me the big fucking bottle of Costco bourbon. Everybody enabled me to drink because it was how we were used to living. You know, it was just business as usual. Um, you know what? She's not as that, she's gotten better at her boundaries, my wife has, because now at this point, I think my big problems are like frustration and getting angry and overwhelmed. And she won't enable me in those things anymore. She's just kind of like, yo, you got to work that out, dude. Like, <laughs> We're yeah. not gonna have you stomped around this house being pissed at fucking Donald Trump or Mitch McConnell. Like that's ridiculous. Like we still live in our own world, Jerry. You know, like it's like Mitch McConnell's over here fucking my shit up in my own house. You know? No, he's not. So um, she's got really good at her boundaries. I think as I've grown to learn things, she's grown. You know, we're getting old together. We're like learning shit, figuring things mm-hmm. out, fucking things up. I'm fucking things up more than she is, but you know, it's just it's been really interesting. But she's, man, she's gotten way into the news and politics ever since. That's one thing I can say for the Trump administration is that uh, my wife got way more into current events than she's ever been in her entire fucking life. And she knows who these people are, you know, mm-hmm. whereas before she's like, I don't care. It's like, who? Right. Uh, I think everybody's got a little more civic minded these days. Right. Civic minded. That's a good word for it. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I mean, once me and John, we've talked about this too, whereas our generation was like that. And I think a lot of younger people are like in our twenties, we just, we never gave a shit about any of this stuff. No. Like, none of us ever paid any mind to politics. I didn't even, I don't think I even voted for the first time until I was like right. 27. Well, cause it was all bullshit. Right. I mean, we were all like, who fucking cares? These are rich people. They don't give a fuck about us. Like, yeah. right. And I, and I and I also don't think that there was anything to lose in some of those elections when we were like in the in the 80s, 90s, and 2000s. They weren't. There wasn't a whole lot of. I mean, there we were safe. We were safe yeah. either way. Yeah. Is is I think the the difference between then and now. Like you know, it's it's not like the world was gonna you know take a deep deep dive into the you know Mm-mm. if if George Bush got elected in 2000, say. I mean, everybody was really hot about that election. I remember that one at the time being, and I think I voted in that one even. But it was, you know, like that might have been the first one actually. But but like I said, we were kind of safe either way. Even though George Bush was kind of an idiot, like or at least we thought we were safe, you know. Yeah, mm-hmm. time. Turns out, we but um, there are a lot I of brown get... people overseas who are not safe. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> yes. as far as us within our society, I see where you're getting at. We weren't safe. I, man, I didn't vote for the first time until Obama, well, until I moved to Seattle and registered to vote in Washington State. That was the first time I, I voted mm. for president. Yeah, yeah, I mean, 
like our our generation just didn't give a shit and 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 we didn't you know now that we're growing a part of our you know a part of our maturation process is this this uh our expanding consciousness which in, involves you know being more civic minded and looking outside of ourselves and our own mm-hmm. little worlds into the broader picture of things we didn't really do that as a generation very well gen xers didn't no. until a certain age that is you know until you know things started to kind of catch up with us i think um, but but it's funny i mean it, it is it's weird but um yeah and i don't know why they, like i said I, I think a part of it was because we we grew up safe we didn't have to think about those things until we got to a certain right place in our life yeah um, the stakes seemed pretty low at the time right yeah like it, it was it was kind of like you know we we've always been in a situation where it was like like i was telling you earlier the church sandwich versus the giant douche scenario you know so yeah. it was like it, whichever one you choose, it didn't really matter. It was kind of like a, a sort of a toss-up or lesser of two evils. But I right. mean, there, there's way more at stake in these last couple of elections, I think. And and us starting to realize that, um, you know, I don't think, you know, if it, if it turns out a certain way, I don't think we were safe. Like, I think that it was, you know, the, the importance of it sort of drove mm-hmm. us to kind of be more involved and engaged in the whole process of it from start to finish, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but yeah it's it's uh and, and you're right i mean it definitely i mean look at look at the numbers man i mean you know just the the both on both sides of the fence the numbers are just incredibly you know they just shattered all of the previous records for elections so yeah you're not mm-hmm. ones who have been more engaged and civic minded i mean donald trump he turned you know handled his credit <laughs> man he turned out his followers big time big time yeah yeah i just think it's it's a testament to the damage that enabling an addict can do this is where it's so i was like, wondering about the enabling thing which well path because i mean i just i think shit. about like i mean i would ask you the same thing too coda like i mean you're the people you're closest to there i mean your folks and not and i, I don't I, this is not to blame anybody but no. like do you think that if your folks had stepped in at some point that you that might have saved you some pain in the long I, run, or do you really think that you were beyond? Like they, didn't, they didn't. Here's the thing: they didn't really have the tools, man. They didn't know Got it. how to handle um, someone like me. I think it was, you know, I'm not to toot my own horn or anything. And I'm not trying to say that like <laughs> I'm one way or the other, but I, I think I'm sort of a handful anyway, you know. Yeah. Especially for the people that know and love me well, or the 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 best, you know. I mean, I think your close friends and family are like that across the board. It doesn't matter. Who but it's it's really hard to i mean and and they didn't i I think it was just lack of knowledge lack of education about the whole because neither one of them are have really history with it you know right even even like jerry's parents who did have history with it it's they don't know how to deal with it either i mean it's you're talking about somebody who's you know your your one of your closest relatives it's really hard i think to figure that shit out yeah Uh, all right and and a lot of times it's 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 just easier to to enable somebody you know than to to um, step in and try to intervene um, obviously, especially mm-hmm. somebody who's you know um, pretty slick which I was you know I mean I'm intelligent I'm slick I can I can talk my way out of a lot of shit you know mm-hmm. like, I mean yeah man I, I just Trump, you know I mean he's not the smartest person in the world but he's really really slick dude and he's, yeah he's slippery dude and mm-hmm. he's he's conned a lot of people into believing him and believing in him and you know when you're that type of charismatic you're gonna have people that are willing to enable you to the very bitter end no matter what that is I, you know so, it's funny I was I'm sorry I didn't mean to interrupt you but okay. I was, you bring up a really good point and I was talking to my wife about this too and I'm like the people's relationship with him and being conned by him, it's like that magic fucking stare that the snake had in the jungle book, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I also was like, yo, it's a lot like when your friend is dating someone that's fucking whack and you all your friends know that this person's fucking whack and you're like, what the fuck that person? Like, yeah. what do they see? Because, and I'm like, but those two people don't realize it because they're in their own capsule. Like, they're in their own fucking little mesmerizing snake back and forth and we're all sitting here being like, why the fuck is John dating that girl? <laughs> yeah, and it's like, and even I know, even yeah, I yeah. knew that it was like, yeah, man, this is probably not good, but I don't want to stop because it's, I'm, you know, I'm getting something good out of it. I mean, exactly. Same thing with a bottle of fucking whiskey. Exactly. Or, you know, like, you just good get point. mesmerized, right? Good you get point, fucking. Yeah. There's so I keep 
trying to think back and put myself in the mindset before I knew how to get out of it. And I have some little flashes of memories of, of like really bad hangovers that I have. And, and I'm like, I never, it never occurred to me to quit drinking. I was so hooked in. I was so locked in to drinking. I was so locked into alcoholism that it, it was, had such a hold on me that I couldn't see that there was another way out. And so in that, if I put it in that mindset, I can totally understand yeah, you you build you build your own you build the you build it into your personal mythology. You know what I'm saying? You build it into the story of your life, yeah. uh, to your own personal like all of your you, you you know your sufferings and your triumphs. You build it in there. Alcohol becomes the or whatever substance that I mean it, you build it into your own personal mythology. And I think people do the same thing with other people. That is to right. say, you know, with with their sort of um, their attachment to people like celebrities to, you know, the Kim Kardashians or the, the Kanye Wests or the Donald Trumps or the, you know, whoever they're the shares, the Barbra Streisand, whatever, whoever, whatever your thing is, you know, but you build Share. that into your own personal mythology. And then, so even if you know it's wrong, it's almost one of those things where it's also a part of, it's, a, it's sort of a point of pride where it's, mm -hmm. it's, if you, if you say like, you know, that, that person is an asshole, you know, you have, you have this whole part of your own mythology that you're just, having to throw in the trash. And so it's much easier to just go all in on it and to say, you know what, I'm just going to double down. It's sort of the denial thing all over again. You just, you know, it's just like you go all in on it, even though you know it's wrong. A part of you knows it's wrong. You go all in anyway, because you can't just ditch this mythology that you've built. Mm -hmm. It's like trashing, you know, it's like trashing a whole facet of your own personality. <clears throat> right. Mm -hmm. And, and so, hard. and, and it's, 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 it's your ego. It's yeah. your fragile alcoholic ego or addict ego. You're like, I can't because that's all that I am. And it's that whole, the, it's the myth that alcohol tells you is like, you're nothing without me, buddy. Yeah. Well, you're you're a piece of shit. So you might as well have a drink. I'm all you got. I'm the only thing that's going to make you feel good. So quit fooling yourself. Yeah. You know, I mean, I've, that's, that's what I heard in my brain money many times, you know? Yeah. So. You need me to be your president. You should right. thank me for being your president. I mean, right. I actually, one of the rallies or something, they had this soundbite of them going like, you are so lucky I'm your president. I'm thinking, oh, man, did he really just say that? Like, yeah. And that was just and, a couple, that was like a week ago, dude, you know? That's when he was hot, though, dude. That was part of the addict right there running hot. That was like the yeah. end of his fucking bag or the bottom of his bottle right there. Was <laughs> Tons of rallies getting up there doing his Trump jazz, a little free form, fucking yeah, feeling it, feeling the electricity getting hot. He's just like, man. And then on top of all the steroids they're banging through him for COVID and the Adderall he's on, he's just fucking flying, dude. Just, you know it, man. You know, macho, yeah. macho, man. Yeah, dude. You know I guess I mean? not to mention the actual the actual drugs that they're involved. And I mean, yeah. anybody who's had any experience with with drugs can tell when somebody is not right. Like, I can't tell you exactly you what was going it. through him, but like, you feel it, right? You see it. Yeah. People are a little bit sweaty. I understand it. You're traveling. There's lots of lights. Maybe your diet's bad, but like you're sniffing too much and there's a little bit of sweat coming through the makeup and like, you just, you know what I mean? Like totally dude. dude something. Fun. Come on, man. There's no way that guy could have maintained that type of schedule at his age without a little help. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like <laughs> just, man. yeah, I couldn't make it through fucking, you know, Walter's 30th birthday party without a little help. Oh, <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? 30th. Why'd you bring that one up? Oh my <laughs> <Yeah>. God. <laughs> Anyhow, so I mean, I'm Stop just saying, show. you know, and, and we talk about but, like going to any lengths. And I mean, that's where these, I think where a lot of people are at is they're hooked. And so they're like, we got to keep, we got to keep the momentum. We got to keep getting our fix. You got to double down. We got to double down. There's a lot of people out there that aren't going to let it go for a while. I mean, like, like I said, it's it the 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 thing is though that it is at an end, you know. Mm -hmm. And so, so what what is the how do you find how do you get to you found the if we're at this rock bottom, and how do you help somebody who's addicted to this? find some moment of clarity or i mean how do you how do you talk to somebody who has been 
addicted to this for so long? Who has it? You know what I mean? Like, is it? Do they need to feel? I mean, is this it? That you need to feel the withdrawal. You need to feel the loss. You need to find that rock bottom if you're ever gonna fucking dig your way out. Well, they're gonna ask you for help. That's what I'm wondering. Is like, is, are, are, you know, it, it, in this parable, you're saying, is is this person asking you for help, or are we just straight driving to the Holiday Inn, meet him up in a conference room, and being like, you know, the reason why we're here today is a whole bunch of people love you very much, you know, like, you know. I don't know, man. I mean, I don't know. I I don't have a lot of people in my life close to me that mm -hmm. um are supporters of his. You know, my cousin. Yeah, um, but like you know, we people. don't really, yeah, I don't really, I've quit engaging, especially online because it doesn't, it didn't, it just stopped. It didn't seem like it was helping anything. So I just stopped. Yeah. yeah. I well, just quit because somebody would post something and then there'd be this huge thread of comments of people fighting. And, and I think I interjected a couple times and then I realized I'm not helping here. Nobody's listening to anything. And yeah. I just quit engaging. And it's just I, like. I, yeah, I, I, I don't know, John. I, I, I sort of like Jerry's s scenario where it's like, you know, it's it's almost like you have to, somebody has to kind of, if somebody cracks the door open, you know, mm -hmm. then, then it's one of those, then we've talked about it before, you have the conversation, which is, and, and it's legit conversation, you can just say, hey, look, man, I remember four years ago, you know, the feeling, what you're going through right now, I know what it feels like. I know what it yeah. feels like to take this loss that you're taking right now. I know what it feels like when your guy doesn't win and you feel like it's the end of, you know, a lot of things, a lot of good things. And you feel like there's this, you know, this yawning void in front of you. But, um, you know, here's what I did. Here's how I would just say, you know, I, I gave the guy a chance and, and that's what I did. And I did it with, you know, and I went into it with an open mind and an open heart and, and it didn't work out, you know? Mm -hmm. And so, so I voted, you know, the way I voted and I stumped for, you know, I did what I did in this last cycle and it turned out the way that I wanted. So I know what you feel. I know how it feels, but here's the thing, you know, you just gotta, you try to, I don't know. Like I said, it almost has to come from them, you know, first, mm -hmm. like, like any conversation with an alcoholic would. You, you can't you can't sit and explain to somebody why their support for Donald Trump was wrong. They're never going to hear it. Um, and you can't you can't debate somebody into thinking your way. It's just not yeah. going to happen. But if they open the door, then you can say this is this is how I feel and this is what I did. And, and, you know, maybe try and, if you look at it this way, this is how I look at things now. So, and that's it. Then let them run with it. Um, it kind of reminds just, me, go ahead. No. And, and just, you know, wish them luck and let them, and let them go. And, and, and once again, like we would all say like, Hey, if you, if you need some more help or if you, you know, give me a call, you know, or, or you know, if you, maybe if you want to, you know, look at some AOC videos or something sometime. <laughs> Coda's got a big crush on AOC. So AOC is fine as hell, dude. Oh, come on now. And she's smart. And she's a uh -huh. fucking bartender. She knows I know. That's right. what I was saying, too. I was like, hey, all right. Yeah. <clears throat> um, like, yo, she's so much. Did you see Coda in like 2012 trying to swoop AOC in Seattle? Just being like, yo, I work down at the People's Pub, you know? Uh, why, don't you, why don't you come see me sometime? Why don't you come down after hours? Get you a fucking codependent, you know? <laughs> Our boy, our um, having a 30th birthday party at the uh, <laughs> down in the grotto in the yeah, yeah. <laughs> the grotto, the cavern. Uh, yeah, the sunset cavern. That's right. Oh, um, yeah. it reminds me of me going to like my first AA meeting. Mm -hmm. Like I was, my head hurt. I knew that what I had been doing was not going to work anymore. I was. I was in pain. I was feeling sad. I was feeling hurt. I was feeling dejected. I felt like I had, I really felt like I had nothing else left. Yeah. And I went in here and I remember too, I didn't walk in and go like, oh, I finally arrived. And you know, I didn't right. fall into this like group hug and everything was going to be okay. I really fucking hated those people and I didn't belong there. You know what I mean? Like yeah, that's so, exactly what that's you mean. Kind of what... Still feel that <laughs> <laughs> and I was just like, 
man, and I had a huge resentment toward these people who were so willing to help and so kind and like, here's my business card and here's a card, you know, with all my, with the phone numbers on it and all this stuff. And, and it was like, fuck these people. I don't belong here. And, you know, it took me a long, I had to want to, to change. I had to want to try and see things even remotely differently to, to be able to, to better myself and to, you know, and like I told you too about finding my higher self, because I said at the top of the show, you know, I'm really frustrated and angry and I got a lot of like, I am not interested in, you know, there's a part of me, there's a very small petty part of me that's not interested in, in working with others as far as, you know, Trump supporters go and, and that kind of stuff. And I have a lot of awful things that I could say, Jerry, I'm sure you've got a few choice words, <laughs> but you know, my higher self wants to say, I forgive you to him and his supporters wants to say you're in pain and you're hurting. And I understand that now you've, you've heard a lot of people and your, your, your level of power and your has, has caused destruction and strife in so many people's lives in so many different ways, like that it's pretty inexcusable, your behaviors. Right. And that's when we separate the behavior from the person behaviors are fucking unacceptable and consequences will come down. Right. We've all had, I mean, I, I know that Jerry and I have not been through the legal system, but you Coda, you have, you have seen the consequences of your actions in a very severe way. Yeah. And, and I think, I think one of the things that we were talking about earlier too, that I kind of wanted to bring up is that the way that, 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 uh, that the president is reacting to this whole mess, the, what he's saying actually, I think really could, um, if he's not careful, both him and his sons, it could end up with some legal consequences because, I mean, we do have, we do still have some laws in this country about sedition and the penalties are pretty stiff for that sort of thing. I mean, um, and, you know, if you, if what you're saying and things that you're saying, especially if you are in, in power or in government or in leadership positions, if you get people killed by what you say, there are consequences, you know, mm -hmm. and not just moral ones either, like actual, like, go to jail and get butt fucked consequences <laughs> Jesus. yeah um but like a mom from full house like aunt becky <laughs> right um but jerry you didn't you didn't face any legal consequences for anything you were very Just graffiti stuff dude but i mean oh, that wasn't that right. was the 90s dude shit was wild you know yeah, and even yeah. that wasn't really hardcore legal con it was like unsupervised probation do you know what i mean but no not for my drinking i could have I we absolutely all could, have. could have very many times, but I was, I guess I was slippery myself. Maybe, I don't know. Or lucky. No, you just, you just never got your driver's license, buddy. That's what <laughs> exactly. Yeah. My driver's license. Yeah. I'd have been like, very, very savvy, very smart, by the way. I'm fucking dirty all day. Just, <laughs> I would have. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, it's just this. So it's, it's so bizarre to see it on such a large, like big public spectacle and to see like the withdrawal syndrome, the withdrawal, the, the symptoms, I, I should say that, that are going on right now, not just because what, I don't, what is it? Denial, rage. I don't know. What are the, what are the five the stages of grief? Grief. Uh, grieving. It's, it's grief. I mean, yeah. Uh, it's, uh, what are they? Um, uh, I mean, it's like, uh, anger, depression, uh, there's there's one that they call bargaining. Bargaining, is, uh, yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. So yeah, De well, yeah. Denial is like right away. Denial, rage, depression, bargaining, and then there's one other acceptance. Uh, or is there acceptance something is the end one. Acceptance is at the very end. I think there's. I another. don't know if this man will ever learn acceptance. I, I can't. I can't remember the. Mm. I think it's d d uh, depression and then. Yes, Bar denial, anger, bargaining, depression, and then acceptance. Okay. Might, okay. We're, in the, we're in the anger section still, I think. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah. we might be missing one or two in there, but yeah, something like that. But also, I mean, I don't know, man. I I just think that, um, shit, I lost my train of thought. Well, I, have, I, I lost it. I just keep trying to bring it back to my own experience, right? And, and, and the fact that... Um, it really, I I had to go through all of those things in my first year of sobriety. Yeah. I mean, I, I would reach out to Jerry, um, but I didn't really have, and I was really, 
I was pretty sad for most of it. I mean, there were some good days and I know that I would start going to meetings and I would, I would text Jerry like every Sunday. I'd be like one day at a time, yeah, you know, man. like, buddy. cause I would like hot with it. <laughs> cause I would start to feel good. Right. But I, I was, was really sad, it. you know, mm-hmm. I know, but it's just, you know, but I was like, I'd feel, I'd feel a little bit of that magic. I'd be like, dude, I had a great meeting, man. ODAT or, you know, like it was stupid and corny, but like, I felt good. Um, and it took a long time for me to accept, like, this is who I am and this is how it is. And like Jerry says, I don't know that I can't see, I can't foresee a future where this this man accepts it. Right. I, I, don't, I don't see it either. I, but I mean, I, I think it is um, what, I, what I, I remember my thought now, which is looking at it from this perspective, looking at it from a perspective of of. Because I, I, you and I were talking about this, and it's really hard for me to understand where people on the other side are coming from. But once mm-hmm. I started looking at it from a, a standpoint of like, well, Donald Trump has an addiction, and it's a very bad one, and it's one that's being enabled by a lot of other people, and everyone around him is pretty much codependent upon him and with him in his addiction. Everyone, yeah. like in his inner circle, are super bad codependents, you know? And even like you were saying, his his wife and his children are in this weird transactional relationship with him. And that's kind of all he knows how to interact with other people is this transactional way. Transactional. Really. Yeah. I mean, if you you mark my words here, man, Melania Trump will be gone from his life within 18 months from now. That's part mm-hmm. of her, her. Her deal expired with him the moment he lost the presidency. <laughs> Dude. Whatever transaction goes out, she is out. I tell you right Can, now. Watch. Dude. Yeah. Like she's, she's like, like <laughs> she's moving back to New York City and she's she's like 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 what was that show? Green Acres? Yeah. Like, Acres is the place for me. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, New York's the place I want to be. Like, you watch. She's gonna be like, later, Green Acres, I'm out. New York mm-hmm. here I come, you know. But anyway, like I said. But when when I when I looked at it from from a perspective of of you know the addiction thing, it, it's a lot easier to understand where he's at and where you know where a lot of his support is at. And, and for me, that makes it a little easier to understand you know kind of where where um, where we are at as a country with it. And so and and you look at some of the things that you you want to see happen as far as a healing process or a you know an acceptance process look no further than, you know, some of our own examples in our own lives of how we've dealt with things that like loss and like, um, addiction and, and grief, you know, and Mm. things like that. And, and what kind of process you have to go through in order to, um, to get, not just get through it, but perhaps even change your perspective on it. Like, I know that I don't think about the same things, some of the same things as before, you know, before going through a recovery process as I did beforehand. I mean, I see things a lot differently. I'm, I, I feel like I'm a much more conscientious person. I'm a much kinder person for some of these horrible things that I've gone through, you know. And yeah, that's what you want to kind of see with with Donald Trump. I, I Like you said, John, I don't think that's going to happen. He's, I think he's too far gone. But in that case, that is what it is, man. You know, all you can do is just say, hey, I mean... I don't even really hope the best for him either, John. There's a part of me that says, <laughs> I mean, really, what the damage that he's done, if he's not willing to at least mm-hmm. make a concession and say I lost and at least willing to make these, you know, and at least stop talking shit that's going to get people killed, yeah. like, then I have no time for him. I have, you know, he's he's gone, he's dead, you know, to me or whatever. Or, right. you know, he, he doesn't deserve the kind of, he hasn't shown me that he merits uh, you know, any kind of forgiveness or, um, uh, you know, repentance or, I mean, uh, right, yeah, he, he doesn't merit that yet. He so, hasn't come to the place where he can accept what's wrong with him until he does, he doesn't deserve, you know, any consideration that way. And, 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 you know, all the news outlets are saying, well, you just have to let the president go through his process. He will accept it. He just has to go through his process. They're all trying to coddle him through it. And I'm like, you know what? Fucking a baby. Matter. Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 and second of all, fuck, like like the, the mayor of Philadelphia said, time to put on your big boy pants and act like a man for once, yes. you know. Take the fucking L, dude. You got smoked. Seriously. Take the fucking L. Jesus. <laughs> I How many L's face. have I taken in my fucking life? And I took it like a boy, like a big boy. 
like a grown yeah. up. Well, well that's, that's maybe not. Thing. The, the Donald Trump has taken every L that he's ever taken in his life. He's gone upwards from it. Yeah. This is the one time that he's not, you know, he's mm-hmm. not going to he's not going to pull a win out of this <clears throat> catastrophic failure. Like the end of the podcast, where we just get fucking mean. Like we're doing the whole beginning, trying to be understanding recovery people. By the end, I'm just like, yo, you know what, Donnie? Suck fucking 8,000 dicks. Yeah, yeah man. You know, fucking I, brain. I that... And then just just everybody turning well, it off right now, being like, oh, click. Oh, where did the. <laughs> so so let, me, let me try and, 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 and let me just let me re- rephrase this a little bit or reframe it or whatever. Because. Basically, I agree with both of you. Now, I was working with somebody through their helping them with their fourth step. And they were like, well, what do you mean? Like, who do I put it down? Uh, and I said, basically, we're, we're just trying to figure out some patterns in your life and what's going on with you. And I said, resentments. I said, anything at all. Do you resent me for making you do this? Do you resent Donald Trump? And I was like, that's one thing that I was like, okay, so what's the deal with resentment? Is is the resentment that I have with Donald Trump, it's kind of like yelling at traffic in your car. Nobody's getting to hear it except for you in the fucking car and whoever's in there with you. Yeah. And so I don't want to hold it there forever. I certainly have – and still, again, this is, we're talking about trying to find my highest self, and I'm not there. But if I want to release that resentment for Donald Trump – I have to release it. I have to forgive him. I have to move on. I have to, you know, my, my sponsor said to me, Oh, if you've got a problem with somebody, I need you to pray for them for, for two weeks. Now I'm not asking anyone to pray for Donald. No, I had a sponsor do that to me too. That's why I'm relating right now. And, 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 and he said, okay, did you do it for two weeks? I said, yes. He said, do you still feel resentment? And I said, yeah. And he's like, I need you to do it for another two weeks. You know, but here's the thing. It eventually worked. Yeah. You know, and yeah. I, I'm not saying that everyone should pray for Donald Trump. I'm not trying to put that hashtag out into the world. But at some point for me, I'm going to want to be rid of it completely because I've been living under the fucking thumb, the invisible thumb of his name and his voice for the last four or five years. And the other day when I got to go out for a run and I almost like shed a tear because it was like, oh, my God, it just maybe it was just me. And I think it was. But people just seemed happier. And even like last night at work, like people are out and there people are laughing and there was somebody oh, was Half of them are. <laughs> well, I live in California, so uh, <laughs> happier. I'm in Oregon. Well, I'm in Eugene, so right? yeah, same. So I mean, it's it's. <laughs> I'm hoping that at some point I can, because I don't want to live within, and I I'm certainly not here to say like, well, we won, fuckers. Right. At least, you know, because it's I'm not it it it's bigger and deeper, and you know my life is. My life is bigger than whoever the president is, ultimately. Well, and I'd honestly, like- listen, socially, I just got to interject this. Please. What did we win? We, we won. We won. We won back whatever this this weird this weird thing that Trump is doing. But like, it's almost like we're running into a room that's on fire and be like, we got the room that's on fire. Fuck yeah. Because now we got to fix all this shit. Like we yeah, won this order house. Here's you the know. thing: the the guy with the matches and the gasoline is no longer in the room now. Jared. Exactly. We can put no, the fire out. That's yeah, what I'm saying. Yeah, we get to put the, the fire out. The hospital analogy, like, yeah, the hospital, the room's all fucked up, but right. at least the horse is oh, out of the room. Yeah. <laughs> I see it now. I was like, okay, yeah, that makes sense. But I still sometimes do feel like, damn, we won this. Mess. There's gotta, there's lots of people. I won chores. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah, I won chores. <laughs> And but that's part of it too, right? That's yeah, part of recovery. And because I was thinking about today, yeah. and I was trying to come up, I had a couple of different topics, and you know, one of the things that I've been struggling with is like I really want to like keep up on this and this and this, and I'm always feeling like I'm falling behind. So then I always feel like a failure, and I always feel like shit because I didn't get enough exercise, or I didn't do enough spiritual work, or I didn't do enough of this. And it's like, fuck, man, I just want to take a break. And I think that's okay too, right? Like that's got to be okay it to is. just not, to just fucking not have to work on myself or, or the world or anything for a little while. 
you know? And I think that's yeah. part of the relief that I felt the other day, Saturday, so Friday. It was Friday, right? Well, Saturday, Friday, Saturday it was pretty clear. It was pretty clear by Friday. I mean, I started feeling better. Like, like I said, Wednesday morning, I woke up and I was like, really, um, you know, really despairing. And then, as the week went on, like by the end of that day, I was like, wait, hold the phone. And then by Thursday, I was like, uh, uh. <laughs> you know, Friday afternoon came around, and I was like, glued to the television, like, is it gonna? Is it gonna? But then, you know, yesterday morning when they called and just like, fuck yeah. Yeah, over. yeah I, I was reading somebody on Twitter uh, comparing it to having sex on Coke. Like, you're just like, <laughs> I'm going to get there eventually. I'm almost fucking there. I'm almost fucking there. And I'm like, oh. man, I wish they just call you. I'm almost there. But then, yeah, I don't know, man. I just, yeah, by Friday, by, by Friday night, I was like, something's happening, Megan. Something's yeah. going to happen. You know, yeah, I mean, it was, you know, and everything that I'm reading and stuff, too, I'm just like watching these numbers and I'm going, yeah, this is going to happen, man. This is going to happen. Like, I had John text me links of 538 because I was in a fucking tailspin, like this emotional <laughs> Something that, in what way does it affect me also, like in a, in a micro sense? Mm-hmm. In a macro sense, it affects me, but in this micro sense, I'm getting all bent out of shape about this shit that, like, I already did my part. Why? And so John's like, Yo, we got this homie. Here's 538. Trust the polls. And of course, the yeah. polls are not fucking very right. But still, it was a comfort. It was a yeah. Comfort. I had John mm-hmm. being like my political fucking seatbelt. He's like, calm down, Jerry. <coughs> yeah. Well, and the, the, the 538 people, they were looking at the data, too, and the data trends and statistical stuff. That's not just polls. That's like actual right. numbers. Right. That's real numbers, not, not, not fantasy numbers. So... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I was watching all that shit too, but but I mean, um, yeah, man. And now know. we're in our fucking forties talking about elections and politics and shit, man. It's <laughs> fucking sad, dude. Twenty-five year old me would have been like, "Yo, dude." Well, not only that, man. We're 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 talking about politics in in the in the sense of like you know relating it back to sobriety and addiction. Right. That's that's some that's a I mean in, in any other any other stretch or any other era, this would be a real a real stretch of a conversation. Right. <laughs> between us three? Yeah. Between us three. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. I'm looking at it from this whole vista going like this is so weird for three dudes in their fucking forties. I mean us us three in our forties. You know? Congratulations by the way for all of us making it to our forties, man. I think yeah. we did pretty good, you know. Uh, I, I, mean, I want to congratulate us for for coming out on the right side of this too, man. Like I, yeah, I I'm super. Like I said too, I'm I'm ecstatic, man. I mean, you're right, Jerry. In a in a macro sense, there's 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 a lot more at stake though. In a micro sense, this doesn't do shit for my life, really. Right. I, mean, I still got to do the other things that I've got to do. Yeah. Um, I still got to pack. I still got to finish this this painting. I still got to do this shit. Get ready to leave. You know. Yeah. Well, maybe get that but, stimulus check going. Let's go, guys. I need I need yeah. another I need another check for 2021. Here's the, here's the thing about that though too. Oh, is, tell like, me. You know, I mean, DT he can he can go about these last 75 days in office, you know, two ways. He can be a real, you know, he can he's shown himself to be a very vindictive, grudge holding kind of guy. So my expectation is that ain't shit going to happen for the next, you know, he, he may even hold the stimulus back just to spite the people who voted for him, who oh, yeah. for him in this election. Oh, yeah. One of the things about, uh, you know, the Citizen Kane type character is that, you know, they, they just, they, they only, they only want love. They never give love, you know, mm. he, dude. The, yeah. The one major flaw of, of, of Charles Kane in that movie is that, that all he wants from the people around him and everybody in America basically is all he does is want their love and take their love. And he never gives anything back to his friends, to his best friend, his business partner, his lovers, his women, his wives. You know, that's the the one thing is Donald Trump never gives it back, man. So you watch and see. But if he does, it, it, it'll be it'll be a sign that there may be hope for him. Because that will be thinking of someone other than himself through this process. If he does get a stimulus package, take that as a sign that he may be willing to actually sit down and, you know, have the, mm-hmm. uh, you know, maybe maybe at some point he will write the 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 fearless and and uh, 
searching moral inventory. Searching moral. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll just mail big books to the fucking White House. <laughs> Isn't that a trip that he doesn't drink? Well, that's what he says. No, I, I, I don't think he's such a liar. You see, he actually he does yeah. not strike me as somebody who's a drinker. However, his son, Don Jr., on the other hand, may need a big book. Somebody needs to send yeah. him. I've seen a couple I, of interviews. Does drink you fuck up the Adderall? I wonder if drinking makes the Adderall not work. I, I don't know, man. But there's I found it to be person. quite a nice combination myself. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if I've ever mixed that one up particularly, but... Uh, well, you never live with uh, with Danny, so... Oh, um, <laughs> DK, I've, told, I've told the story on here before about how he was out of town one time and I was drunk out of my mind in the apartment by myself. And I was like, dude, he's got to have some fucking Adderall around here. And so I was combing the carpet in his bedroom, looking for little pink pills drunk out of my mind. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not proud, but I found one in the uh, roller of the, of the, the track of the dresser or the, oh, the, nice. the, the closet. And yeah. I was like, Oh my God. And I was like, fucking thought I had found fucking Solomon's mind, you know? I was yeah, just, dude. <clears throat> um, but so, let me so, ask you, know, I mean, was it good or <laughs> it was great? Yes, it was. No, it was dude, I'm telling come you, on, like dude. the Adderall gives you that nice, clean buzz that you can that you need to drink for another fucking six hours. Uh, and I was you, doing this at like five o'clock in the morning. It was fucking hell. I'm not, you know, like dude. it was hell. I'm just gotcha. that. Those were my weekends back then when, you know, if there was nobody around or anything, I would just. I would drink until five or six in the morning, be hungover all day, do that for a couple of days, and then go back to work at the coffee shop. Uh, I mean, I'm not, it wasn't happy, but I mean. Yeah, you, you pick up that little pink pill and sunshine of my love starts playing in the background. <laughs> you're like, I fucking did it, dude. Dun, 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 dun. <clears throat> so um, I, I wanted to ask you, Jerry, because I, I, and I don't, I don't say this. You tend to be the more cynical Yes. Yeah. Oh, of course. That's why when you were texting me one day at a time, I was like, what the fuck is John doing? But also, I had love in my heart. I was just like, yes. How do you feel now? I mean, do you feel skeptical? Still... Yeah. Very skeptical. Optimistically skeptical. I feel okay. relieved, but I'm like, what's around the corner? We got two months. And also, Biden's not going to solve any, everything. Biden is fucking status quo, dude. I mean, he hired on Kamala, and she's a fucking cop. So I'm like, mm, we'll see. I mean, in all honesty, skeptical, but optimistically skeptical because I feel like if we're talking politics, I feel like Biden is, you can mold him. You can kind of sway him. Trump, you couldn't sway. Swamp, Trump just did Trump shit. Biden, I feel like you kind of give him a little nudges, but mm. we'll see. I feel skeptical, but optimistic. I've read relieved, very relieved. Very relieved. I, I, and I didn't feel like drinking this this entire week. Me neither. I really didn't. No, I didn't I mean, either, man. That's that. That is one good thing. I, I did feel imagine? like cigarettes, but but yeah. Um, <laughs> could you imagine being drunk no. during all this? I probably just wouldn't give a fuck. I'd be like, yeah, yeah bring it on. I'd probably have a Trump pen, Pence flag outside my house if I were drunk. <laughs> yeah, I mean, would wouldn't you? Yeah, just to be contrary. <laughs> it would just turn into a bottomless bender, though, is the thing. Yeah. yeah. The way the, the way that I was feeling about the whole thing, it just it would have been it would have been one of those like off the rails kind of thing, and and it just would have been you know. It would have been stupid and totally counterproductive. Yeah. And and the other thing was too that I think that I mean there was there's probably a part of my mind that was like, dude, you wouldn't enjoy the drunk anyway. You would just be sad mm. and stupid and like that's just, you know, I mean I, I was the type and you, you guys probably can back me up on this anyway too, but I, I I much more enjoyed drinking and getting wasted when things were like a, in a celebratory kind of, you know, thing. So yeah. at the end of it I would have been really, really happy drunk boy, but you know, I mean the mm -hmm. The whole process would have been just sloppy and weird, and I don't know. I just don't. I, I, I'm not feeling that these days anymore, man. I just, you know, the the further it gets behind me, the 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 more the more the 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 more I see it as what it, see it for what it was, you know. Yeah. Not worth it. And not having to drink for the last, I mean, however many years, you know. I mean, we're looking at three, four, five, six, whatever, like the whole Trump presidency. I mean, Jesus. I mean, I, I, I don't know. So I just want to end it on a on a happy note that there's a lot of relief here. And um, 
I think that it gives us, it gives me, it opens, it frees up space in my head for other things. Yeah. And, and I think that that's really important. And it also just a reminder to people out there about watch yourself for enabling behavior. I have to do it mm-hmm. too with people. I mean, yeah. I still have people in my life that drink and people I know and people I care about and, and stuff like that. And people who are, who are, you know, Trump supporters too. And it's like, it doesn't, it doesn't help to, to make anyone feel shitty about, no. about this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So I mean, uh, you're right. <laughs> as much as me, we, we may want to feel vindictive, it never feels good in the end. No, uh, it, it goes back to what I said on the other end of this too, which is I remember four years ago, and I I used to you know at the time in 2016 I would go to the bar a lot, and that bar was hardcore ruby red working class bar, man, and those guys were such dicks about Trump winning in 2016. I would never be like that. I would never do that because I I remember how that felt. I remember how that felt being on the other side of it, and it was a terrible feeling. And it was a ter- and and I always thought you know these guys are these guys you know they're doing what they're doing. But it was kind of like you know what assholes you know and yeah. just like I don't I don't want to be that guy. I, I would never be that guy anyway. So it's not good. Yeah. Right it's, on. It's, well, it's time to move beyond all that anyway. It really is. Try, try to try to find that higher self you know too and try to be <laughs> that you know. Go call John. John yeah. will help you. Yeah, no. <laughs> I'm not saying I'm gonna find it, but um, you know, anyhow, I, I I like looking for it better than I like looking for my lower self. Better than I like looking for the fucking Adderall in the carpet of my <laughs> yeah, apartment. Combing through the carpet, do like a crackhead. Oh. I love yeah. it. So, well, Coda, thanks for doing yeah. this. This yeah, was- yeah, thanks guys. I mean, it, it was a good conversation, you know, when we started it off earlier. I thought I thought it would be a good relevant one too just to relate it all back to it cuz like I said, you know, it's it's a real thing, man. It's a real thing. Addiction to celebrity, addiction to fame is a real thing. Absolutely. And it's a yeah. scary thing, you know. Yeah. And I feel for those people. I feel for them. Yeah. yeah. Right anyway, on. Cheers, boys. Take care of yourself. Yeah. Thanks again for listening. Our music, as always, is by Neglect. You can find more of his stuff at neglect.bandcamp.com. And you can find us on all social media platforms that matter, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And you can reach us at aisforalcoholic at gmail.com. Talk to you later. Yeah. <laughs>